Fearless. Chase. Bold. Following. Courageous. Search. I'm Aaron. And I'm Marshall. And this is Undaunted Pursuit. This technology, this, well, my computer, I've had this computer probably for, I don't know, six, seven years, maybe even longer. And from the day I bought this thing, it was always slow. I I will never own another HP as long as I live. I'll either go Dell or Mac. Um, So I started to use my wife's wife's Mac and uh, I had to download Edge to, to, to use Zencaster. So I was like... Seriously, oh. and then and then and then my computer started working and, and loading properly, and and I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, nice. I guess I'm gonna go back to that computer then. Uh, so I am downloading Edge on Kelsey's Mac in the future. That way, maybe I can use that for emergencies if I have to. So, gotta love it. Well, good deal. Yes, sir. Well, everybody, welcome back to Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. We're just getting started here. and Yeah, oh, shoot, it's been quite a hectic day. Here I am here I am sitting uh, waiting on you. It's so nice and quiet in here. I, I could have fallen asleep. <laughs> Jeez, it's been a busy day. It snowed like eight inches, so of course, every time it does that, it just makes work a little harder. Oh, yeah. So you're just whooped by the time you get you know oh yeah i'm buying yeah and then uh so here i am towards the end of the day and ashley calls me up she's like vanna needs stitches i was like no come on i was like i i don't have time for this i was like what did she do now you know because it's the same girl that broke her arm like really bad uh a year ago and uh, it's like, okay, what does she do now? And what did she say? She, she was jumping on the bed and then hit a corner of the bed or something of the sort. Anyway, it was deep enough. She had she ended up having three stitches. Ugh, that's not but fun. It was right in her forehead. Yeah, it was. It was right between her eyes, so it looked like it looked like uh, she was like a cyclops. And <laughs> I was like, well, do you want the do you want the doctor to fit you for a glass eye so you can have three <laughs> eyes? <laughs> she funny. wanted to she wanted to leave it open so that so that it would talk. <laughs> She's your daughter. <laughs> I know it. That's funny. I know it. So no, she she is a trooper when it comes to uh being poked and prodded on because she, she didn't she cried a little bit with the numbing medication, and then of course, you know, with the lidocaine that they squirt into the into the cut. And, right. But you know, up until that point, she was just she was smiling. Actually, the picture I sent you, she was smiling. She was in that picture. I was she shocked. Was making jokes about their. <laughs> <laughs> She's a tough little one. She is. You need to wrap her in bubble wrap. I know it. I know it. Dude, she's going to, Ashley was sitting there saying that, uh, she's going to be the death of her. Yeah. <laughs> she keeps this up. She might. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, what a day. Yeah. I know it. 
lots of snow, kids hurting themselves. And, uh, and of course, you know, we've been so dang busy that it's hard to come up with a time to get this done. I know it, man. Work has been, well, the beginning of this week was busy up until yesterday and it's slowing down. I mean, work is still busy, but because of new programs that are rolling out, uh, we can't do our full job right now. So things are on hold for the next few days. Um, which is kind of nice because it gives us a break, but at the same time, it kind of puts us behind. Um, but what are you going to do? You know, mm. what are you going to do? Make the best of it, I guess. Yeah. So I have something. I have something that I wanted to kind of ask you about because I've been noticing it like on, you know, say if you look at social media or anything like that and you see this post. Uh, somebody asking, what's your favorite podcast? Here's here's what I want to know, Marshall. What is everybody's fascination with true crime? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe it's just the action of it all. I, You know, I just don't understand. I, I don't understand it. Do you guys, uh, the, these people that listen to the true crime stuff, it's like, because I never could get into watching the, oh, Locked Up shows on tv or yeah. anything like that it's like i i just really don't care what you guys are doing in prison i don't want to be there you know <laughs> <laughs> well you know myself growing up i used to always enjoy watching cops and cop related shows uh but i also wanted to get into law enforcement you know uh, and i pursued it for a while uh, so i always had a fascination with it um yeah you know i i, I think it's just the the reality and the, you know seeing people go through whatever they're going through and the action that comes with high speed chases or you know even shootouts or whatever it may be there's it's just it thrills people it, it captures people's attention it's like a walk well and I don't even know if it's more I, I you know I think these true crime podcasts aren't necessarily like like the cop show I think what they're more like is uh, a serial killer and and everything it's like if we want to take this, this is a biblical podcast. I guess I can see what the fascination with it is, is because of the evil world that we live in. Yeah. But why? Why would you be into learning about? Well, are, are you are you listening to this to learn what you could do better or what you could do worse? I mean, even then. Yeah, it's a little silly. Well, you know, it's kind of like uh, there's that new. TV show or serious. I think it was a, like a, um, I would, I don't know if it was a documentary or not, but it was about, it's on Netflix. It was about, uh, man, what does that, he was a, a, like a serial killer back in the day. Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. It, that came out recently. And, and, uh, yeah, you know, I've heard people who watched it and they're like fascinated by it. And I'm like, why would you want to watch that? <laughs> like, how can you sit there and just watch? You know, right? My wife and I were watching some scary movies uh, during Halloween, and it got to the point where I said, mm-hmm. "I said that's enough. I said I can't watch any more of this because it's it there, there there's there's a fine line for me to where it just becomes too much and it becomes too evil. Yes. It, it becomes too evil, and I'm just like, I, I I'm not. I, for one, I don't want to feed my brain and my mind with this kind of junk, and and that's what's on my mind, and that's what I'm thinking about. I'd rather fulfill it with something that's more, you know, uh, about God or just something that's more positive 
as opposed to, you know, someone running around killing people. Yep. You know, I mean, it's just not good for you. But for whatever reason, uh, people are attracted to that kind of stuff. Well, and, you know, it's gotten worse. Mm-hmm. It's not like, hold on, I got to readjust here. It's, it's not like back in the day, the, the slasher movies or the, the old horror flicks and stuff, which weren't, you know, looking back at them, not a big deal. Right. You know? Right. But now it's so dark and evil and everything. You can feel the evilness. We oh, have yeah. us, we, we strictly do not watch any horror flicks in our show other than like, you know, I let the kids, uh, we watched Gremlins together the other night, which that's pretty much a comedy. It's not necessarily a... Right. Um, it's kind of horrorish. It was yeah. during that, uh, during Halloween. But other than that, I, I'm not going to watch uh, in, anything that has to do with any of these evil spirits or oh, anything yeah, no. like that. It's just, I we think that it just opens the door yeah. for bad things yeah. to come in. That's that's 100% true. It, it's just an avenue. That's exactly what, 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 what Kelsey and I, that's what we think is, you know, when it comes to all these demonic TV shows and movies and all this evil stuff, uh, we don't watch it. I mean, don't get me wrong. We, we've watched some scary movies. Um, and like I said, when there's a fine line, we, we shut it off and we don't watch it anymore. But um, I just, I'm not about, uh, it, this is a funny story. I remember one time uh, Cody and I, uh, one of my good friends went to New Mexico and <laughs> We, we went to New Mexico. There's a client he was doing some work for, and she had a, a vacation home in New Mexico. So we went out there. Nobody had been there in several years. So we go out there and uh, uh, stay in this house for a few days. And, you know, it's it's outdated. It needs a lot of work. And that's why we were there to see what all needed to be done. That way she could, you know, we found her some contractors and stuff. But we went downstairs, and, you know, there's a two-story, two obviously, and uh, we went downstairs and we see all these like, mm-hmm. you know, old like horror movies, scary. And it's all VHS, right? So they're older, older movies, uh, but they're still mm-hmm. creepy. And you got to think this is a house built on the side of a hill on stilts in the woods. And you mm-hmm. feel like you're in the middle of nowhere and you kind of are. And it's dark. There's no light. So it's creepy. I mean, <laughs> it's creepy. And that's like the majority of the VHS movies yeah. that were there. Yeah. And we said, nope. Not today. <laughs> We're not watching that stuff. And we just we just hung out, but <laughs> it, it was creepy. I mean, it was it was super creepy. Well, you know, and before we move on, one of the worst things, um, one of the worst shows out there that I've seen, like scrolling Netflix and everything, is that stinking stupid show Lucifer. Oh. And and I've I haven't watched a single episode no. of it, so I don't even know what the heck it's about. But it glorifying the yeah. devil? Yeah. Really? Is that's what we're that's what we're doing yeah. now? Yeah, I've I've seen that too, and I'd, <laughs> I I saw that, and I was like, really? Well, just like you, a a a show about Satan. I'm like, no, I'm good. We're not watching that. You know, I'm, I'm we're absolutely not watching that. Um, I I don't even like it coming across my yeah. TV. My I don't even like it coming across my TV mm-hmm. screen. Yeah, you've yeah. got to be careful of that kind of stuff because it's like you said when you start watching that stuff and not only are you opening a door uh, for that to get into your mind and, and in your heart and you start thinking about that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, that just, that just invites a lot of evil into your life in general. Um, 
and it's not good. And if you, if you sit there and watch that stuff all yeah. the time, you're going to start seeing a trend in your life. You're going to see a change in how you think and, and how you act and the things you say be, because of that. I would almost guarantee you, I, I would guarantee you that, that if you really got to look in at, you, you could see that trending. Oh yeah. You know, like things go, may go just a little worse for you. I, if you keep allowing that in your life, I'd love to see a study done. I would love for some psych psychologist to do a study on a group of people and have half of them watch horror, uh, evil movies and have half of them watch, you know, positive Christian movies or whatever, and just see the difference from start to finish, uh, in, 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 in each individual's yeah, how life. depressed or how happy are yeah, you? Yeah. Like how your attitude or your mind changes, all that kind of stuff. It would be interesting. Well, it's a lot like, uh, I still like listening to heavy metal, but of course I don't listen to it every day, all day, every day. I could see that because if I turn it on, if I'm listening to some heavy metal, uh, around Ashley, it takes probably a couple minutes and she starts getting angry. Really? It the the music makes her angry. Yes. <laughs> uh you know, mostly I think what I listen to is country and Christian music. Um you know, we I, I throw in random music, you know, from here just different genres, whatever, rock and roll, uh whatever. Um usually when I'm with mm-hmm. Kelsey, my wife, uh in her car cuz she she listens to all different types of music. Um and that's usually when I listen to that kind of stuff. But you oh yeah, me too. Myself, I'm just Christian music or, or country. Uh, and I like more the old country than I do this new country. Yeah, none of that sissy country. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. All right, so for the sake of not going on forever, mm-hmm. um, let's uh, we're, we're getting into Luke chapter 2 tonight. Luke chapter 2. And the Messiah is coming. The Messiah yes, at this point in time, Jesus is is getting ready to be born in Bethlehem, and uh, so we're going to get into that. I don't know how far. Yeah, I don't know how far into chapter two we'll go. It's not really that long of a chapter, but um, uh, we are a little strapped for time, and I really don't want to make this too long. Yeah, you know. Yep. Okay, so little history lesson here. Yeah. Chapter two in Luke starts out with, uh, now in those days, a decree went out from the emperor Caesar Augustus. Now Caesar, I I thought it was really cool because the, the time up until the, you know, up until the time that Jesus was born and the, the, under the rule of Caesar Augustus, the time before that had, you know, this Mediterranean basin had, had been fighting. There's been wars and it's just been real, um, unstable. And then, you know, and then it came when Caesar Augustus, Augustus, sorry, came around, he, he kind of brought a lot of peace and order to this area. Mm-hmm. And here's something interesting to note, Marshall, that he is, I think he was adopted. He was either adopted by, or he, it was an uncle, uh, Julius Caesar was his uncle or his father, stepfather, or something like that. Interesting. Did you know I that? I did not know that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just thought it was 
I thought it was uh, pretty cool. And so this Roman Empire, um, let me see here. Let me look at my notes here. I've got a few notes. I've got some notes that mine are a little bit further, a little bit further on in chapter two. But his, that's it. And that's also, his his real name wasn't necessarily Caesar Augustus. It was Octavian. And um, he he actually got the Caesar Augustus. Uh, let me see here. Where did I write? Okay. So he came up with, so of course he may have been, he may have brought all this thing, but here's, here's something kind of funny is the word Augustus means exalted and sacred. And so Rome had, uh, Rome was what kind of prided themselves on being, um, governed by laws rather than rather than an emperor but now when caesar augustus comes along it is now an empire it is it's now governed by an emperor instead of um what they were before that so th- we say all that because he here in the first part of chapter 2 is caesar augustus puts out a decree to the whole world which is the roman empire that uh, that all should be registered in a census. So the census wasn't necessarily for um, keeping track of people or anything like that. It was simply to get money from people. It was, it was they he wanted them all registered so he could tax them. But from what I was reading when I was doing this study, Marshall, that um, he was still looked still still looked highly upon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been a couple of days since I've read the chapter two in Luke. But like I said, I do have notes. Mine are just further on down the road. Right. Well, you know, and I had, I had kind of moved on, but I kind of wanted to give that. And it's, there's a whole lot more to it. And, and you know, you do your own research into it, but that's the short mm-hmm. of it, you know? So this was the, this was the first census that was taken while, uh, Quinarius was governor of Syria and everyone went to register for the census, each to his own city. So now we're getting into the reason why uh, Mary and Joseph had to, had to go to Bethlehem from Nazareth. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was each to their hometown. I had, I had heard some conflicting stories. I, you know, cause and I talked about this with Ashley, uh, I think this morning. So when you were, uh, as a woman, when you were betrothed to, you were practically during that, in that culture, you were practically married Mm -hmm. at this point. But, um, from, I I had read something, um, talking about that. She didn't necessarily have to go to be part of the, that she didn't necessarily have to go with Joseph, but it was probably a good thing because she, it got her out of Nazareth because they weren't technically married. They weren't fully married. They were just betrothed to each other. And uh, this gets her out of the city, gets her away from maybe people looking at her silly, uh, talking about her, gets her out of the rumors about, because she's, she's pregnant and she's obviously at this time, um, the way it kind of reads 
in my opinion. And, you know, because I don't know how many days they Nazareth and Bethlehem weren't very close together. This was a, um, I think in my Bible here at the, in the subtext, it says it was 90 miles. So it was at least a three day trip. So you say, Mine says 70. That's there. weird. Um, does it? Oh, and, yeah. and then I, I was reading uh, someplace else. Maybe nobody, maybe nobody knows because. So my Bible oh, my says man. ninety. I was when I the articles that I've been I was reading when I was studying said anywhere from seventy to eighty miles. Hmm. So that's interesting. Knows? It was a long trip. Yeah, especially <laughs> when you're either walking or riding and a donkey or a, a whatever you're riding a horse, camel, right. whatever. It was still long, stinking ways. Oh yeah to travel just to get registered. But it was also good too for them. You know, they're going to see family. That's their, it's his hometown. They're going to see, she's going to see the in-laws and um, so yeah, they're going to see some family while they're there. That's cool. Yeah. But uh, she was, she had to have been, she had to have been far enough along, you know? Oh yeah. Most definitely. So Joseph went up to uh, from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David. So in order to register with Mary, who was betrothed to him and was with child. Uh, okay, so that it just continued on there. Um, because he was of the house of the family of David in order to register with Mary who was betrothed to him and was with child. Mm -hmm. So we've been over that. It probably was the fact, you know, let's, let's just get out of here. Let's take a trip. You know, it'll be good for us to kind of take a breather. Let's go on a vacation. Right. It'd be good to see some family anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And so, you know, from here, this is what's different about Luke, because we could go back and take a look at some of the other texts. But, you know, it says he just Luke just kind of keeps going in order. He's like, so Joseph went up from the city. They got to Bethlehem. And then while they were there in Bethlehem, the time came for her to give mm -hmm. birth. It never really, you know, I don't know if it says I can't remember if it says that how long they actually were there for. But um, I, I just found that kind of funny. It's just like, oh, and then then now she's ready to give birth. Yeah, that's that's something I mentioned later on uh, in Luke when it talks about when, we, when you get to Jesus at the temple courts and all that kind of stuff, teaching and not really teaching, listening and learning. Um, I, it's interesting how it goes from, it goes from the birth of Jesus and then jumps right into him being 12 years old at the temple court. And it's like, what happened between that birth and 12 years old? Why does it talk about that? What happened during that 12 year period? You know, like, why is that not mentioned in the Bible? Well, you know, God, God reveals what is necessary. Okay. Right. And so maybe him growing up as a child was not, is not necessary to his to his will or to his plan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would be interested to those of us who are interested in history. Cause it would be, it would be really sweet to know was, did Jesus, I, I would like to think that Jesus acted like a normal kid, but well, just like tonight, take that. Is he three years old jumping on a bed? 
Right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think he was. I I, I think not, he was a normal a child. Sin. Yeah. No, I think he was a normal kid doing normal kid things. I mean, he was here on earth in the form of man. I mean, I think so. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he was put. He was he was here to experience uh, human life. Yeah. So I mean, and that and everything with it, the temptations and life itself. Yep. You know. Yep. Absolutely. So, verse seven, and she gave birth to her son, her firstborn, which also indicates. I was uh, reading about this. Um, the reason Luke makes a point to say that it's her firstborn is because of people. Um, it, it indicates that she may have probably had more after, you know, that what well, she did go on to have more ch- children after Jesus. So it wasn't that she was, uh, she didn't remain a virgin. It, it's not the Virgin Mary. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. It, you know, cause it, it, uh, it takes away from that uh, sacredity of, or uh, maybe I'm just making that word up, <laughs> of Mary. Right, you right. Know. And she wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no private room for them in the inn. It's not that... Okay, so let's, let's back up for just a second. Swaddling clothes. Um, They didn't have a baby blanket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not like it's not like uh, they had a a baby shower for for Mary before they they took off and she had a baby blanket. So when it says swaddling clothes, it's it's probably torn garments. Yeah, of some I just sort. wrapped him up in random clothing and, they had laying uh, around. He, he's just wrapped up and it's not you know yeah. And it's and if you look up what the original word was for swaddling, um, for swaddling cloths, cloths not clothes. Sorry, dang. Uh, swaddling cloths. It is uh, the root word there, the original word that was used. It was it was torn garments is what it kind of translates into. Hmm. And so laid them in a manger because there was no private room for them in the inn. A lot of people think that, um, and I, I don't know where I've read this before. I Maybe um, I had heard some speculation that maybe the... Um, because of the situation that there was probably still some people that thought that either Mary cheated on Joseph or, uh, how, you know, how was, how was she pregnant when they hadn't consummated the marriage? Right. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't go back and find any supporting uh, thing on that. I thought I had read that the, the better explanation for this no room at the end, there wasn't a, a private guest room for them to, and uh, simply because here's everybody coming into Bethlehem for this census. Yep. And so that that makes more sense that it's not that they were turned away. It's just they had no more room. Mm-hmm. They literally had no more room to accommodate any more people because of all these people coming into town yeah. for this census. What do you think, Marshall? I mean, have you heard or read anything different? No, no, that's that's pretty much what I've heard and read over the years is just I mean, it, exactly what you said. That just I mean, there was so much going on at that time because of the census that there was no space for anybody because they were all booked up essentially. <laughs> uh, so, but I, yeah. you know, but that, you know, yeah, no vacancy. You think about 
you know, Jesus being born in a manger, uh, that's, you can't get any more humble. Uh, the king of the world, the king of earth, the king of yeah. everything being born in a manger with animals. Uh, I mean, come on. That's got to, that says a lot about who he is. And now, let me stop you. And let me stop you there. I don't know that it says anything in the Bible about any animals being there. Well, you think? I think that may have been something that we just put in. It, but, you know, a manger, yes, you think it was some sort of barn or uh, uh, stable of some sort. I did read somewhere where it said that it may have been a cave, even. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, let me think here. Let so a, a manger or trough is a rack for fodder or a structure or feeder used to hold food for animals. The word comes from the old French manger. <laughs> I guess it's still pronounced manger. It's spelled different from, <laughs> from, from, from Latin man deer. <laughs> I'm probably butchering these words, guys, but mangers are mostly used in livestock raising and generally found at stables and farmhouses. They are also used to feed wild animals. So if in the fact he was truly placed in a manger, uh, that alludes to the fact that there were possibly animals around or nearby because uh, it was used for a feeding trough or okay. something. So, okay, knows? I got you. Who knows? <clears throat> <laughs> uh, I was trying to find what I was reading on that as well while you were reading. And either way, so anyway, yeah, I was like I said, I was reading somewhere that it, it didn't necessarily say that there was actually a bunch of animals around, but right. Um, you're right. There very well could have been too. We don't know. No, nope, we weren't there. It's really not important. It's not, but it's fun to talk. About. I had. It was just. Uh, <laughs> there was something about. It wasn't until the fourth century that I'm trying to find where I was reading this. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So that's that's moving on to when. Because um, I I was looking up. Of course, you get to wondering why do we celebrate. You know, because we're we're getting close to Christmas and yeah. and Thanksgiving and all that, so of course, you know, it makes sense that we're we're in this point in our study. But okay, so the date of t- December twenty fifth, uh, from what I was reading, it says because uh, that's a common question. It's like, why do we celebrate on December twenty fifth? Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, December twenty fifth is improbable, but not impossible. This date was first popularized in the church during the fourth century. I didn't dig too deep into it. I was just curious as to when this um, idea came about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder why we settled on December twenty fifth. I, you know, I guess it doesn't really matter. We're still taking a day um, to to celebrate his birthday. Yeah, you know, every year. Yeah, and you know, and I wonder if maybe. He wasn't even born in December. Maybe he was born like during the summertime, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, I've heard things. I've heard things all, all my life on that. Right. Yep. Then of course over there and and, and in the, in the middle East, um, you know, you're not seeing snow, (laughs) you know, over there you're seeing sand and palm trees. (laughs) So it's a little different, but uh, so it's kind of hard to say. Yep. So, anyway, moving on. 
we're gonna we're getting to the shepherds here. Mm-hmm. So in the same region, there were shepherds staying out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord fla- uh, flashed and shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. Oh yeah, they better be careful. But the angel said, "The angel said to them, I know, right? <laughs> we know how that turns out.' <laughs> well, I mean, you, these guys." <laughs> right. I mean, these guys lived out in this field, yeah. you know, I'm sure very little light. And what, why wouldn't that scare you? Of course, if they, you know. Yeah. Oh, I agree. So the angel the angel said to him, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people mm-hmm. for this day in the city of David. There has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord, the Messiah. And then uh, you want me to go on, or do you have anything to add, Marshall? No, keep on keeping on. Okay. And so, news are great for uh, for all the people. For this day, in the, there is born for, uh, born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord, the Messiah. So that's where we stop. Um, it's indicating that... Um, oh, man. Okay. This is what mankind needed. They needed a savior. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and this will be a sign for you by which you will recognize him. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clo- uh, cloths and lying in a manger. Then suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, which is an angelic army, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace among men with whom he is well pleased. And we will see that later in the book of Luke, in, later in Jesus' life, um, where it, he, it is also God is well pleased with his son. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, how, I wonder how many angels were there. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like God... You know, this doesn't necessarily do things in a Army. small way. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so, okay. So when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, let us go straight to Bethlehem and see this wonderful thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. Yeah, so let's see here. And then uh, verse 17, when they had seen this, they made known what had been told uh, told them about this child, and all who heard it were astounded and wondered at what the shepherds told them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I just kind of blasted past that, but it really, that whole wording didn't really make sense to me <laughs> reading it just then, you know. I think you're just tired. <laughs> I I may be. I I tell you what, we may not make it through this. <laughs> we may not make it all the way through chapter two tonight. Well, we'll just go a little bit further and but just see how now, we feel. Right, it sounds good to me. So, so the shepherds they let us now go. Let's see where where does it say that? Let us go straight to Bethlehem. The, these guys didn't. These guys didn't drag feet. No, they know? they were like, "All right, let's do this." These guys, the guys, they dropped what they were doing and they went. Yeah, you know, 
I mean, hey, if an angel shows up at my front door and says, go do this, I guess I'm going to pack up and head out. <laughs> right. Do you think that do you think that if the angel had never told them what to look for, would they have believed it? I don't know. Would you? <laughs> <laughs> I would have had. Well, heck yeah. Why not? I mean, I would be well, curious I would have had to go. Curiosity would have gotten them. Yeah. Yeah. Curiosity would have gotten the best yeah. of me. It's like, all right, well, I'll, I'll go look through the whole town if I have to, but right. I got to see some dude shows up with an army of angels, a, a bright, shiny guy shows up, you know, telling me, <laughs> you know, if he had just said, Hey, tonight a savior is born. And then he disappeared. <laughs> it's like, Whoa, what was that about? <laughs> You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, like, so I, I think it, it obviously angel shows up like hey yo a baby is born yeah. in bethlehem uh you know just just so you know <laughs> and heads off <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but they were yeah, they were waiting so. for a savior the that like the jews were waiting for a savior weren't they anyway they were. Well, I mean, they've been told. They they they've been told since they were uh, born. You know, yeah. that's what they that their culture was based on. That they were they were looking for a savior. They just and we'll get into this more as we get later in the chapter. But of course, um, the reason they missed Jesus is because of the fact that they were expecting a uh, somebody to save them on a on a worldly basis. You know, like they expected a conqueror. You right. know, yeah. Not, not what Jesus did to save them spiritually. Right. You know. When we when we get into uh, chapter twenty one, talking about circumcision, I've got a little bit I want to talk about there. <clears throat> okay. All right. Well, well, let's just move on. So, pretty much the end of that uh, section. Uh, Mary treasured all the things, giving careful thought to them and pondering them to her heart. The shepherds returned. They they glorified uh, and praised God, and uh, they pretty much they they spread the word. Yeah. Is what they did. Yeah. You know what they had seen, and you know, so that's what they did. So now Luke, where we're at in Luke here, fast forwards uh, after that. So here we are, eight days later. Uh, why don't you take this one, Marshall, then? Yeah, so it says, uh, so Luke 2.21 says, On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. Um, so I'll, I'm going to read on a little bit more. It says, When the time of their purification according to the law of Moses had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law, uh, hang on. As is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping that, keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. So, uh, what I have written down here, just based on kind of what I gather a little bit over reading this. And so in Luke 2, 21, it says it talks about waiting until the eighth day to circumcise. Uh, so apparently Jewish ceremonies, um, the the importance of circumcision 
was that circumcision symbolized the Jews' separation from Gentiles and their unique relationship with God. Um, and so on that eighth, mm. on that eighth day, uh, they also named the child. Um, and all of this also shows, uh, shows us that Jesus was not born above the law. Instead, he fulfilled it perfectly, which I found that interesting. Uh, that he wasn't born above it. He didn't bypass all right. that. He was, he just went with it. Yep. Yeah. And we'll see you, you, you'll also see that the use of circumcision in different contexts as we get into when we talk about what Paul writes, he uses that a lot. Maybe the circumcision of the heart and everything like right. that has a totally different connotation, mm-hmm. you know? Oh yeah. And so, but yes, it was circumcision was not only what uh, it was important to them because of um, well, just like what you said, Marshall. I'm not going to step on your toes there. No, no, you're fine. So, all right, let's see here. Now, I did read somewhere though that the reason. Uh, for the uh, a pair of turtle doves or two young doves mm-hmm. is that was kind of like they opted for that because of uh that was like if you didn't have a whole lot of money that was that was satisfactory for you to offer up as a sacrifice in place of uh, anything bigger i i don't know i can't remember what else they what else they sacrificed but i i did read somewhere that that was for if you didn't have a whole lot of money that was satisfactory you know right oh so here we go um so yes the offering of the two pigeons instead of the lamb instead of a lamb uh it was technically called the offering of the poor right it's for for a sin offering right well so the the idea of that so that being said because they uh for uh, uh to be Appropriate, it says in my Bible here. Let's see here. To offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord. And then in parentheses, it says to be appropriate for a family of modest means. Now, what this is showing was that uh, Jesus was born into just an ordinary family, an ordinary home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not like God put him with. Uh, you into the ruler's home. Right. So all this is to show that, that he's, he, he's gonna, he's coming to serve, not to be served. Right. Let's see how much further we get. Boy, it's getting a little long. I think we probably ought to get these guys a little break here. What do you, what else you got? You want to jump around a little bit here, Marshall? Uh, you know, I mean, I've got a little bit, but, it jumps over to, um, I guess, over to verse forty-one. It, essentially, when when G, when Jesus is going to the to the temple and stuff, and and uh, he's listening and asking, okay, all right, where he's listening, asking questions. You know, my my question there was: is was he truly there to learn? Or just seeing, seeing what they had to say, like did Jesus already know everything at that young age, and he was just there, kind of listening, like let's see what these guys have to say, 
you know, because he's God, right? I mean, yes, he's God in the form of man, but he's still God. Right. So, I mean, because it goes on to say here, before we get even to all that, you know, it talks about uh, uh, Simeon, and he he was a righteous man. Um, He observed the law and uh, looking for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. So it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord Christ, the Messiah, the the anointed. So here... When Mary and Joseph bring Jesus to him, he he immediately recognized and praised mm-hmm. God for it. So, and he, he, God is actually giving him. So, uh, Simeon took him in his arms, blessed and praised and thanked God. And this is what he says: "Now, Lord, you are releasing your bondservant to leave this world in peace." So he's pretty much saying, "I." I've seen the Messiah. I've seen Christ. Now it is complete, you know? So, so here for my eyes have seen your salvation. So he, he, it's funny how he just, uh, Jesus as a baby, he already picks up on the fact that Jesus is our salvation, you know? And here's something that I'm glad we. I'm glad I kind of continued on because this is when I was reading this. Um, I really like this verse 32: "A light for revelation to the Gentiles, so uh, to disclose what was previously unknown." So he even brings up the fact that you know Simeon. In, in, the way I take it, Marshall, is that he's he's recognizing that Jesus isn't isn't just coming for the Jews, the Jewish people, he's coming for everybody, Jews and yep, Gentiles exactly. alike. And so I'm going to let, I'm going to let everybody read the rest of that. Um, it's, it's pretty good, you know? And so we're, we're going to skip over to, um, for the sake of time, you know, they, they returned to Nazareth, uh, chapter or verse 39, when they done everything in connection with the birth of Jesus, according to the law, they went back to Galilee, their own city of Nazareth, the uh, the and the child. You know, I kind of like Luke uses, and the child continued to grow and become strong in spirit. Jesus, yeah, <laughs> to, <laughs> so you know, nonchalant. The, the more I, I, I really don't, I really don't like referring to Jesus. I, it feels wrong, and Jesus continued to grow and become strong in the spirit. I really don't like referring to Jesus as the child continue the child. Like he's just, just a kid, the, the child. He's still, <laughs> he, he was important, you know, <laughs> he's not just any yeah. kid. He's a savior of the world, you know, but, uh, filled with wisdom, grace, favor, spiritual blessing. And, uh, of God was upon him. So yeah, you're right. Now we're getting into the, into the point that, you know, people get, um, if you've grown up in the word and everything like that, you know what is happening next and what Marshall was talking about earlier, uh, that the visit to Jerusalem, he gets they he gets to teaching and listening in the temple when his parents decide to leave Jerusalem and um they notice that he's not there in the caravan. 
and uh, they go back to find them and they're like, why have you disobeyed mm -hmm. us? You know, they were, they were actually kind of mad. I, I don't know if they were really mad or if they were just scared. Like if you feel like if you had lost your kid, I, I wouldn't be really necessarily mad at them in that situation. I would be more yeah. scared. And I'm sure that's how the way. They yeah. Felt. I think it was like a, like, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing running off? And we had no idea where you were. Are you just going to leave? You can't do that. You know, it's like they were, I, I, I would think it was a mixture of frustration and fear uh, that they lost their child and uh, them knowing who he is. <laughs> You've lost the savior, <laughs> you know, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. How hard would that be to discipline? You know, you're, you're practically, you're, you're kind of, you're not, they weren't disciplining them. They were, um, like chastising him for, uh, you know, in quotations running away, yeah. but he wasn't. And his, and his response is actually kind of funny. Um, he answered them. Why did you, uh, why did you have to look for me? Did you not know that I had to be in my father's house? <laughs> But they did not understand what he had said yeah, to them. Yeah, and yeah. I, you know what I, I love, and I've always said this in in, in yeah. past podcasts that we've talked about, is here it's already highlighted in 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 red letters. Jesus talking, um, at the age of twelve, at, at his young age of twelve, yeah. they're already, you know, that's shows the importance that hey, he's already teaching just with what he said there. Why were you searching for me? Didn't you know I had been in my father? I was. I had to be in my father's house. I mean, he was already teaching less. He was already teaching them a lesson there. Right. And, and some, I, you know, I think some people would also can also see that as, as a sin. Oh, he disobeyed his parents or, Oh, he, uh, you know, that what he did staying in there to teach was not, was not a sin. Oh, those rules, um, you know, are, are man-made. Those aren't, it's not a spiritual sin to uh, to do what he was doing there. And he wasn't necessarily this this interaction between Mary and Joseph and Jesus when they finally catch, find him is not um, disrespectful in any way. No, I, you know, I guess some, some it could. I think he was. Sound I think he way. was being disobedient yeah. because in chapter in verse 51, it says. Then he, Jesus, went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. So that tells me that he was being disobedient prior to by running off and going to the temple and doing what he did. So not not that what he was doing was wrong, but it, but he but he was being right. disobedient to his parents. You know, like a kid being disobedient. Right. Sure. You know, he was trying to he was dealing with the stuff, the same stuff we yeah. deal with. You know, I think a lot of people forget that he he is human. Yeah. You know, yeah. But it, I, I like I was going to say before, as, as far as Mary Joseph is concerned, to yell at my kids and to sit there and be like, "Well, Jesus, why did you run away from me?" You know, that would be, <laughs> I would be a little intimidated by that. I really would. <laughs> Could you imagine yelling at Jesus? I, I, I wouldn't feel right. <laughs> I mean, I get being at all, not at all. I get like when things happen to us in our life and we get frustrated and we yell to God and we're like, why are you allowing this? 
but picture Jesus in the flesh in front of you face to face and you get mad at him and yell at him. Would you do it? <laughs> Would you do it? Knowing what you know now? I wouldn't. Right. Well, well it's just like, it, you know, it's just like they, it brings me back to that same story about Jacob wrestling with God and with Jesus, you know, yeah. he did. Have you ever read yeah, that? Yeah. Could you imagine actually having a physical <laughs> altercation with him? No. No, but 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 just imagine the experience in that, though. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's kind of cool. <laughs> I know, you know, I. It is. I find myself, I find myself a lot here lately, just kind of being envious as I read through these uh, stories and read through the text. Uh, envious that it's like if I had a time machine, how cool would that be? But then it's like you, you get to thinking about that because, of course, I drive a lot. And uh, I get to thinking about it. It's like, oh, okay, if I had a time machine, I'd go back to that time and actually see Jesus in the flesh. And, uh, oh, but he knows everything. So here I am. Picture this. If I was to actually go back in time and I'm standing there watching him teach, he would know that I was right there. And then he would just look at you and be like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm breaking the, the time rules here. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. Because could you imagine that he he would look at you because he he knows what's yeah. going on. So you know I don't know stuff you think about while you drive. He'd around. walk up to you and be like, uh, "So why are you here?" <laughs> you know? Wrong time, buddy. I'm sending you no, back. No, no, no. Go. <laughs> I want to see you. Don't, 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 don't. He touched me. He touched I want to see you, but you're not meant to see me. But I want to see you. <laughs> You'll see me in other ways, I promise. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. So, well, that's we we kind of uh, blasted through chapter two. Not really. We spent a whole lot of time in the front end and blasted through the yeah. last half. Yeah. But uh, you know, anybody listening needs to go back and read, read all it. of it. I mean, any of this stuff that we're talking about, we're paraphrasing. We're we're just kind of talking back and forth here. Uh, if you're listening, you just need to go and read it and uh, see what it see what it says. So, all right, Marshall, I think that's about it for tonight. Yep, it's a late one. I'm a little tired. I gotta get my beauty rest. Yeah. And I'm hungry. I bet you are. Yes, you do. <laughs> and I'm I'm probably pretty sure nobody's gonna come bother me right now because of all the snow. That's so, true. And the back room's a mess because the kids have had the had the snow pants and everything oh, yeah. like that. So nobody's coming to warn me that dinner is ready. So I'll probably get in there and dinner be already be re- uh they've already ate. Probably. So you can just sit in peace. Either way. That's right. That's right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. See you later. Bye. Hey guys, and thank you for listening to Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. Give us a good rating on iTunes, good review, leave us five stars, and follow us on YouTube. Click that subscription bell, keep up to date with the newest episodes. And don't forget to follow us on other social media outlets such as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you ever have any questions, don't hesitate to email us at undauntedpursuit at gmail.com and go to our website at undauntedpursuit.podbean.com. And don't forget, if you like what you're hearing, go to Patreon, follow us on Patreon, subscribe to our channel there there's a small tier for donations any help any support this podcast is made possible by you the patron we thanks for listening we'll see you guys next time see you